Hello and welcome to Nested Folders, the productivity podcast helping you to be your absolute best self. My name is Rosemary Orchard and I'm joined as always by Scotty Jackson. Hey, Scotty. Hi. Absolute best. That's oh, yeah. a bar. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, ooh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm going to step yeah. up to the bar. Yeah. Yeah. You're capable. Everybody listening to this is capable. And if you are new to the show, then welcome. Hi, uh, we're Nested Folders. You can find us at nestedfolderspodcast.com, where there's links to everything up in our back catalogue. And yeah, you should go back and have a look because there's some really great stuff there. And of course, if you really love the show, then you are also very welcome to join us over at nestedfolderspodcast.com slash unnested, where at once a month we get things a little less tidy, answer some listener questions or do challenges and give you a bonus episode. This 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 topic is so great because I think you and I have been kind of dancing around this topic for a little while now, mm-hmm. and then you shared with me a video that gave me the language to know exactly what it was I wanted to talk about, and I'm so pumped. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know that feeling that you get when you send somebody something and they just send you back SCENE in all caps? Yeah, yep. yeah. That is exactly what happened with us. Um, and uh, so the video I found was um, actually a great video on YouTube. We can put a link in the show notes called How to Deal with Clutter When You Have ADHD from a great channel called How to ADHD. But the part that really struck me in this video was the concept of in motion versus in stasis. And that everybody has like a baseline of what is okay. Um, and what is okay is are the things in stasis. So, you know, if we look at it from a perspective of as you go about your day, you know, like you'll end up with like a glass of water on your desk and a pen and some paper next to you or something where you were doodling or making notes or whatever. And that's okay. The problem is when it stops being the thing that you're using and becomes part of the furniture. So there is always a glass or six on your desk and there's always three pads of paper and seven pens, but none of the pens work and none of the paper, the notebooks are really the ones that you actually want to be writing in or anything. Right. And the concept of this in motion versus in stasis really just immediately struck me as, I really need to look at a lot more of my projects like this. Which ones are in motion? Which ones are in stasis? And are they intentionally in stasis? Or are they unintentionally in stasis? And they've become, like, they've ended up there because of, you know, me avoiding them in some way. Um, and I think, you know, that appealed to you as well, Scotty. Yeah, totally. Like, I mean, I, there was like that one line where, you know, it's like clutter has been there for so long that, like you said, it kind of becomes furniture. And then you, you, you sent me the video, like, how about this, but for like tasks. And then I, and then I swing over to my OmniFocus, like folder structure. And I look at a couple of folders and I'm like, oh, that's, that's furniture. Like, mm-hmm. so this is that. And if, and if you're a GTD person and that someday maybe list, right. That is, that oh, there's yeah. that portion of it that is furniture, right? Like the, like the ever present, like whatever, like learn Swift. Okay, cool. Scotty, you're not a developer. You're never going to do that. So like, why is that? Because now it's clutter. Right. And, 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 and if, if something matters enough to me, I can always regenerate it as an idea. And so there's that. And then there's also, you know, I've, I've had a, a folder in OmniFocus for a long time called Backburner, where that's my like clutter that is in motion, at least a little bit. Like it's stuff that I don't want to park as furniture but I'm not, maybe not actively working on it in this moment. Like maybe it's waiting for someone else or maybe it's not quite time for some of it yet, or maybe it's going to heat up within the next couple of weeks, but not in this very moment. But also it isn't so like deep in the future that I want it to be like lost 
there. And so now having this notion of of like an, a backlog that is in motion versus a backlog that is in stasis gives me exactly the language that I needed in my mind to think about why things are in certain places and why that is awful in some of those cases. And I should really just learn to do something about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, you know, we have certain things in our systems which are essentially, you know, structural um, just like you probably have um, a chair in your office that you would sit on. If you get rid of the chair, then suddenly everything else becomes considerably less useful. And so having certain structures, and so for me, that would be things like I have a travel folder. Even if I'm not traveling right now, I know that that's where like travel ideas go. And then, you know, travel projects will appear in that folder when they're necessary um, and, and when they pop up. And there are other things that I have as well, which are just ongoing, constant things. And they are to an extent furniture, but they're useful and they're being used on a regular basis because I think that's the thing, isn't it? You know, mm -hmm. how many of us have got, um, you know, a friend or a relative where you go to their house and there's just so many decorations and everything, mm -hmm. everything is pretty mm -hmm. and they can't get rid of anything. But the problem is, is like their, their space is no longer functional because of that. You know, you have to kind of use that lens to look at your system sometimes and go, okay, well, I know that this seemed like a really good idea at the time, but is this actually working for me right now? Am I actively using this on a regular basis? And regular can be whatever interval you would define, but I would suggest if you're not using it at least once every couple of months, it should not be in your regular main system, um, with a caveat that I will get to in a moment. Um, but, like, you know, it, the things that are there have to be things that you, you can use because what is the worst thing in the world, right? You open a drawer and you to get something out and there's just so many other things in there. You can't get the drawer open properly and then you have to go through them and then you kind of mm. cut yourself because there's something sharp in there or whatever. Your task management system shouldn't be like an overly crammed drawer. It should be open it and the things that you need and you want to access are there, which is one of the reasons why for me, having the ability to defer things and add a tag to something that will hide it. And then when I, you know, I, I'll do this when I'm traveling, like I'm going somewhere, I'll create a tag that says after travel. Um, or if it's, uh, if I've got lots of trips coming up or specific trips, then I'll even name it for after XYZ trip. Um, and then that tag is on hold. So everything that gets that tag disappears. Right. which really cuts down everything else that I'm seeing. And then I can, you know, finish that, that trip and then I can put it back on into active or I can, you know, put it uh, deleted or whatever it is that I need and, and get everything else back. But this means that I can, you know, get rid of things. And you could argue that that is like just closing the door to the junk room. But also you can say, you know, and this is the way that I look at it, of... I have reshuffled everything so that the things that are I height on the shelf um, and they're within easy reach and access are things I want and need. And yes, everything else might be kind of crammed in on the bottom and out of the way, but if I'm not using it, that's okay. It's still there when I need to get back to it. Um, and that's one of the things that I probably need to go and actively do more frequently. Um, and I actually have a plan, Scotty, which I'm, I've not told you this before. I've not told okay. anyone this before. Oh. Um, but Late when breaking. I do my weekly review... Um, I am going to have uh, two tags, essentially, and I'll have a tag as I go through. Um, so anything that is perpetual, the things that I keep around all the time, obviously, I will I will not uh, necessarily include in this. But the other things, I will tag them as explicitly in to this week or explicitly not in this week. But here's, here's the catch. Mm -hmm. The automation script that I run after I'm done 
We'll catch anything that wasn't tagged with explicitly in this week and put it into not this week. And then next week when I go to do my review, I'll look at the things that weren't done that I, I'd, I'd said, yeah, I want these to be available for this week. And I'll, you know, and, you know, the other stuff will then come back. But then it means that I get that slim down view every single week. And it's not like the things aren't there anymore. If I search for them, they'll still be present. I'll still find them. Right. But I'm just clearing the decks on a regular basis so that I can focus. And that also means that I'm going through and touching those other items more frequently. And if I'm kind of like skimming my eyes past it and avoiding it, then I'll know that's furniture. Mm. That That's something that maybe shouldn't be here anymore. I should move it off somewhere else, get rid of it, whatever it is. And, and then, you know, I can always bring it back if I really want or need to. That's what, you know, backups, archives, whatever it is, systems are for. But by explicitly going, okay, these are the things that I'm opting in and I'm going to hide everything else from myself. I think that that is going to give me a pretty good place to get started. No, that is really good. I, first of all, I want to say that the metaphor of the drawer is fantastic. Um, it, it, you're, you're right. A system shouldn't be like that, maybe except for the inbox, because that's what the inbox, the inbox for. Like, to me, that's, that's the place where clutter is acceptable, right? Like, cause, cause that's what it's for. Like, jam the stuff in the inbox, but clear it out frequently it- enough that I'm not hurting myself on the way in. Exactly. Yeah, that was the bit I was going to say. Like, you know, if, if you're getting to the point where there's so much stuff in your inbox that you're avoiding your inbox, well, just then. draw a line yeah. under it, put it in a folder. You can always come back to it if there was something critical in there that you want or need. But, you know, try try and make it not not that draw. That, that, that's pretty cool. The other thing you, you said, you know, maybe this is closing the door in the junk room. I, I agree. It's kind of like that, but it's also kind of like closing the door on the junk room and then hiding the junk room also. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the junk not room dis- kind of disappears from existence yeah, exactly, for like, a week or until I remove that tag and then everything comes back. If stuff is hidden away in a place, like that's fine. As long as you know what the rules are and you follow them. So, for example, um, as listeners might know who have been following me, I did a lot of playing around with an analog only system for a good period of time. And it was very instructive. Uh, it couldn't scale um, and it couldn't keep pace. I needed, I needed to be digital. So, you know, ha- happily, happily reestablished in, in my OmniFocus setup, but with an analog twist. So what I do is I rapid log um, through the day, either, either in, in, on paper, in a, in a journal or with, or with agenda. And then everything at the end of the day kind of gets scraped into OmniFocus that anything that isn't Mm -hmm. done. So OmniFocus becomes the place where like commitments are held and agenda slash my notebook is like where things are happening, but just today. And as you talked about your explicitly not this week tag, that gave me a great idea that I think I might play with is what if you had something that you was tagged not this week and you decided not to do it again when you do a weekly review. Maybe then mm-hmm. you tag it with a, a like a yellow dot as well as not this week. And then the next week, if you decide not to do it again, it gets an orange dot tag. And then the next week, if you decide not to do it again, it just gets deleted. Like, so you've like, you, you said not now. And then you said still not now. And then it's like, okay, still not now. Okay. Then maybe this is, maybe this is a never, or maybe I just need to stop looking at this every week because come on. Yeah. A countdown. Well, that's tag. just it, right? How often do we go and look at things we can't yeah, do? Yeah, it's true, and that and that that is the problem with clutter, right? I don't mind seeing a lot of things if seeing those things is valuable, but if it is not, then then it is clutter. And if I have allowed my system to get cluttered, 
with stuff that is not in motion. It is in stasis or it's not in, in a level of motion that matters. I guess like information can move at very different paces than those, that, that like that binary dichotomy of motion versus stasis maybe doesn't mm-hmm. apply like super exactly, but you know, you like even in the last nested episode, I was talking about the difference between my waiting list and my monitoring list, right? Waiting is, is active. Like that's something I'm actively waiting on something for, uh, from someone else. Monitoring is where I've asked someone else for something and I'm kind of keeping an eye on it, but I don't like, eh, not, not the same level of interest. And then I guess beyond that, there's probably another level of, I replied to a thing and if you never reply again, I don't care. So I'm not even tracking that. So that's the difference between like, um, active, backlog motion and backlog stasis and not even being deserving of backlog at all. And I think those are the four ways that that video really inspired me to think about my system and uh, make sure that it's oriented around that and allow myself to move stuff around because there are just so many things happening in any given day uh, and it can change very quickly uh, what your priorities are and what you need to do. And so uh, I think, I think honoring those ways of being and being kind to myself by removing yeah. that stuff that I don't need to see. Um, I, I like, I'm using harsh terms like delete. And if you're not able to, then yeah, cast the junk room out into the multiverse and hide it so deeply that you would have to purposely go looking for it. I mean, if it's that hidden, that that's fine too. Yeah. But I think that thing is, is, you know, like trying to look at your system from the perspective of, you know, like, what am I actively doing? What am I actively using? And, and what are the things that really like, I, 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 feel, I would feel bad if they weren't there because they're always there. But maybe that is actually really a sign that they shouldn't be there. Um, you know, like that car in the car park, um, every time you go to whatever store it is, that's always there. And over time, it's slowly getting older and older and the paint's sort of like drying out and stuff and it just looks horrible. You know, like that car shouldn't be there. Like you would notice if it wasn't there Um, and you notice it being there, but you're not actively noticing it being there. And I think that's the thing, you know, like trying to figure out what are the things that I'm actively noticing doing? Which of the things really should I just admit in hindsight were very aspirational and I'm I'm not going to deal with at all slash you know, at least for now. Um, And, you know, what are the things that I actively want to do? And it's one of those things where I'm looking at this to start with. And I I have considered Scotty already um, doing that, where if I actively mark something as not this week, or um, I um, end up with this being marked as not this week by it not explicitly being opted in, then it gets logged so that I can review that those stats and that information. Um, but one of the things that I need to do a little bit uh, before I get around to that is going back and reviewing what are my, you know, big goals and priorities and where do these projects align with that stuff right now? Because if some of these things are like, well, this isn't an urgent project. It's something that's kind of on my radar as, you know, like in the next couple of years, I'd like to move house. And therefore, when I'm moving house, like the these are the things that I need to, you know, like plan in advance and be aware of. And if I see like these things come up, then I'll deal with them like now instead of having to deal with it later or whatever it is. Like that's the sort of thing that I'm OK keeping around um, mm. versus a project that has been in my omnifocus for like a year and a half which was like hey like tidy that box 
You know what, Scotty, that project has been in my OmniFocus for a very long time. The box doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I've just noticed that. That was a little piece of furniture hiding in the corner. The box is a piece <laughs> of furniture hiding in the corner as well, actually. Um, but um, yeah, with with that. Um, and also things that I have explicitly stated as going on the back burner, don't get caught into this because they are already tagged with a, or they're, they're grouped into a, you know, an area of like, these are not my active projects right now. Um, so therefore they, they don't get shown up. Um, right. And so, you know, because I've explicitly made the decision of, no, no, that's not happening right now. Um, that that's something else because that's the other thing. Like if you have explicitly looked at your system and gone, okay, right, these are the things that are very much not, you know, not my active things. I'm filing these away into, you know, essentially the junk room that's going to then not exist for a while. I would say that that's okay. You should just still go into that and 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 move it around uh, and and review that stuff on a, a regular enough basis that it doesn't become furniture within that area. Um, but it doesn't need as frequent review as everything else because I think that's the thing. Um, those people who've who've read um, or listened to getting things done and the weekly review and having to go through all of your projects on a weekly basis that's a lot of projects, right? Well. Here's the thing. If you're not working on it, then it doesn't actually need to be reviewed every week. You're looking at the things that are in in motion rather than those that are in stasis. Right. And the things that are in stasis, you need to review when they should be coming out of stasis or when they've been in stasis for a period of time, at which point you may be able to better make a decision about is this thing going to stay in stasis? Is this thing actually secretly dead? Um, you know, like Monty Python, I'm not dead. Well, <laughs> maybe it is. Um, you know, like, you know, these are your projects. You can decide what to do with them. I'm getting better. Yeah, but it's 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 one of those things where, you know, the the more active it's, it is in your head, the more actively you should be reviewing it. And that's something else that you can kind of use as a, a way of recognizing whether or not things are actually active. When you review it, when it comes up in your weekly review, is it just a, yeah, next? Because you know nothing's happened, nothing's going to happen. Yes. Well, if you're doing that, then maybe, maybe, instead of just clicking, yep, reviewed, next, maybe mm. it would be a tag this with a in stasis tag or back burner mm. tag or not on my radar um, or a perhaps in the future tag, whatever it is, you know, like pick it up and put it in a different system. Um but if you're looking at things and, you know, and it's not been touched in a while, then, you know, you can possibly move it off. And I define touched as uh, two different things. If I've not checked off anything in it, um, then that's very definitely not touched. But also if I've not added stuff to it, because some things, if I'm adding things like they're they're active in the sense that. I know that I can't yet start on this thing, but I'm adding stuff to it. You know, mm -hmm. I've marked it appropriately and so on and so forth. That's fine. That's active because stuff is happening. You know, I'm doing the thinking work before I do the doing. That That's fine. That's that's in, that's in motion. But the stuff where I'm not adding, adding anything to it, not doing anything on it, not really thinking about it, certainly don't care about reviewing it. Yeah, that's that's definitely in stasis. Yeah. One of one of one of my like tiny little future OmniFocus requests is that instead of projects, we call them lists, just because the word project to me like means that yeah, it mean it means something. But 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 that aside, um, I I have um, I have been absorbing a lot of my experience from working in analog, um, and and putting that into practice in, in OmniFocus in a way that I think has. Um, made it a lot easier for me to use with some sorts of tasks. By that, I mean that I have three projects, 
lists. One is called tray, one is called shelf, and one is called box. And each one is preceded by an emoji um, of those um, same ilk. Um, but what they metaphorically stand for are the phys their physical counterparts. So on my desk, I have a tray. Um, that's where, you know, I have things that are happening that are kind of just sort of one of tasks that I scroll down on an index card and check it in my tray. That's what the tray list is in OmniFocus. Upstairs, I have uh, a shelf, sort of like one of those hanging folder, uh, metal hanging folders. And that's where yeah. um, uh, school forms come in uh, you know, from, from having been received from kids coming home or stuff that comes via mail in as much as anything comes by mail anymore, or any kind of like paper forms that land in the kitchen. Um, that's what that project represents. And box represents, um, recurrent tasks where like, I don't, I know that there is uh, an approach that you could take in OmniFocus where you've got like a folder or project for like all of your areas of focus, like home and household or car or, family or all of these various different things, um, which is great because it means if it's empty, you can think of that as a trigger list for yourself. Personally, I, I that wasn't working for me. It was, it was seeming like there was more content than there actually was. So eliminating those projects that represent areas of focus as like single action lists and instead having something like box. So in a box, I've got like um, unhook the sump pump outside because I live in a climate where the ground freezes in the winter. So in October, I have to unhook the sump pump that takes water away from our foundation of our house uh, because otherwise it will just freeze uh, solid and shut and then run and then explode. And then the basement will flood in the springtime. Um, I know this. That seems problematic. It, it is highly <laughs> problematic. I also have to cover like the air conditioner because we're lucky we have an air conditioner, but it also snows. So I want to cover that in October. And then we have to, you know, change the furnace settings. I don't need those recurrent tasks that happen once a year to live in a home and household project. It, it, like that doesn't matter. That, 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 that project to me adds no value. So just being able to chuck that stuff in box, that's great. Um, if, I need to sign permission forms. I need a reminder to myself. I don't wish to have necessarily have that fall under a project called kids or parenting or something like that, because they're, they're, that's too broad anyway. Like that, that, that topic could have all kinds of stuff. So I'll just, I'll just put it in shelf and then I don't have to think about it. Oh, Hey, this person needs me to like, um, approve this thing at work so that they can then go on and do this other thing. Uh, yeah, I have to read something about that. I'll just chuck it in tray. I don't need a project and I don't want the word miscellaneous bothers me for some reason because it's just too broad. So having these projects or lists that represent physical places where I would put reminders to myself in my home has been really mm -hmm. effective for me and really freeing because then I don't have to worry about, well, what project does this belong to? And I don't have to think about that too much. If it's, if it's going to happen regularly, like weekly, monthly, annually, quarterly, whatever, then that just goes in box. Because all it really is is just the task. I don't need a project around it. It's just a couple of tasks I need doing. Likewise, if it's like a family thing, um, shelf, if it doesn't like, and the, and obviously these are for tasks that don't belong to like a larger project or a larger outcome. Because yeah, in that case, I will have projects for those. But most of the time, because I am a managery kind of person and I touch hundreds of projects in a very sort of shallow way, as opposed to touching a few projects vertically, very deeply. Um, it doesn't make sense for me to generate projects for all of the things I'm working on. That's just too much administration. 
So having the freedom of saying, this is a tray thing, this is a shelf thing, this is a box thing, means um, I don't have to think about that anymore. And it's made OmniFocus a lot more accessible for me um, because it means that when I create a project, I really am creating a project. I'm, I've got like this larger commitment and outcome that I am defining that I'm working towards. But when I don't need that, the way I've constructed it, I don't have to have that anymore. And I guess I never did. Um, but I, but I felt like I was being a little bit like system pressured into like, well, Scotty, you need to tag that and put it in a project. It needs to be in the correct, you know, order of things. And that, that was probably much more me than the app. Uh, OmniFocus is great. I needed, but I needed a way of, of, of like getting around that. Um, because otherwise I was having project clutter. Um, all of these like projects that had like one or two tasks in them. And then I would forget to close them. And there you go. Anyway. That's so that, that's that's how thinking about things that's part of I think why the video resonated so well for me too is that because I've been playing with digital representations of physical implementations um that made it made sense to me like oh I get I get how I I could do clutter better digitally. Yes. And I think that's the thing isn't it you know figuring out like what what are the you know structures and systems that we actually want and actively use and what are those things that are really furniture that we are, were kind of imposed upon us and not you know maliciously but you know with the best of intentions maybe we've accidentally imposed them on ourselves because this is how people do the things um or you know whatever it is but you know trying to remember that and, and keeping you know that in your mind of what of these which of these things actually serve me which of these things actually give me you know the things that i need which are the things going back to that video cozy clutter the things that are actually the comfortable things that you want and you need mm. around you feel better having a glass of water on your desk than having to get up and go to the kitchen to drink a glass of water and put it down or immediately put the glass in the dishwasher before you go back to work whatever it is you know whatever those things are that make you comfortable make you able to do the things that you want and need to do without having to fit yourself into a structure, which is not necessarily your own, um, is, you know, ideal. And I think we should all um, look more at doing things like that on a regular basis, because why are we not comfortable? Why are these things bothering us? Um, is this something that is an actual problem or is this only a problem from an outside perspective and actually from an inside perspective everything's okay because if it's okay from an inside perspective then forget about the outside perspective but if right. from the inside you're secretly in this cycle of the thing being overwhelmed by the thing and avoiding the thing and then the thing and then the overwhelm and avoiding the thing <laughs> and so on and so forth and then maybe maybe it's time to take a step back and look at it and it's okay to have a virtual junk room it's okay to have a physical junk room whatever it is you need but, um, you know, do it with the, you know, purpose of serving your needs and making yourself happier, not just avoiding things so that you're more overwhelmed in the future. That's true. It's funny you should mention Cozy Clutter as well, because um, for Father's Day, I was gifted uh, two new Lego sets. Um, well, I mean, I mean, technically, I went and bought them and then gave them to my wife and said, hey, can you give these to me for Father's Day? Because <laughs> I'm a bad person. Um, but they're beautiful Lego uh, botanical sets. One is a set of orchids and the other is a set of, of succulents. And I love like the Lego botanicals collection and it makes me feel really good to be around. But I now had like these Lego flowers like all over my desk and it was 
a little much, but I needed them near me because they make me feel really good. So we got shelves and put that together. So I, I love what you said about cozy clutter because there is the clutter that is good to have around because it creates good feelings. And so yeah. I think um, taking the time to do an assessment and not just assuming that clutter in general is bad. I think you have to sort of just evaluate each item for what it is, which sounds like a lot of work, but, and and I guess it can be depending on your space, but I think it's, I think it's valuable to assess every item individually and say like, why do I even have this? Why is it here? So, so then if I know, if I know the answer to those two questions, why do I have this and why is it here? Then I can answer, well, where should it be? Yeah. A a lot more effectively. Exactly. And I think that's the thing, you know, like where should the things be in your system? Are they in the places that make you smile and make you comfortable? And that little Mm. task that you check off every single day, because it gives you a little boost in the morning. That's fine. It's the things that you actively avoid looking at in your system that make you go, not that again, that really end up being a problem. And, you know, a lot of them are zombies. They're they're sleepwalking, whatever it is. They don't really, you know, actively go, I'm over here. Hey, come and look at me. But they're just that thing that you try and not look at every time you're you're in that sort of area. Try and find one of those things in your life and, and just evaluate it a little bit and figure out what it is that you can do to either make yourself not want to avoid it or make it so that you never have to deal with avoiding it, whatever that might be. Yes. Well, that's a perfect summation. In the meantime, thank you very much for listening. We've enjoyed having you here today. And as always, you can find our entire back catalogue over at nestofolderspodcast.com. If you really enjoyed this episode and you would like a bonus episode every month, you can find us over at nestofolderspodcast.com slash unnested, where we also have an AMA so you can submit your own questions um, and listener challenges and so on and so forth. If you don't like that, that's okay. Uh, we have an email inbox as well, which unsurprisingly is inbox at nestedfolderspodcast.com. And of course, you can find us on Twitter at nestedfolders. Uh, Scotty, where can people find you online? Uh, people can find me online on the internet at heyscottyj.com, uh, but really more actively, let's be honest, on Twitter at heyscottyj. Uh, Rosemary Orchard, where might people go find you? You can find me at rosemaryorchard.com, which has links to all the things I do online. And naturally, I'm much more active on Twitter right now, which is at Rosemary Orchard, though I am working on getting back to the block stuff. That's in my system, Scotty, but it's also in my system with a note (laughs) of, I feel okay about not doing this right now because there's lots of other things that need doing. Work the rules. Goodbye, everyone.